Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Kei te whakaronga mai koe ki tō tātou au horihori. Hei hōtake e pānaki a papatua nuku, tangaroa, meirangi nui. This is Our Changing World on RNZ National, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, where we are RNZ Science. Now, it's time for some sandwiches. And no, these are not the latest lunch craze. They are superconductor sandwiches. University of Auckland physicist Ben Mallet is here to tell us about them. But first, he's going to introduce us to superconductors. They can conduct electricity with, without any resistance at all. So absolutely zero resistance. This is a, a unique property of, of matter. And to date, it only happens at really low temperatures. So minus 200 degrees Celsius, something like that. The common application is to make very powerful magnets. We see them in our day-to-day lives already. So a particular example which people might know about are MRI machines. Scanner you might be putting at a hospital. Yeah, yeah. The coil which creates the magnetic field is made from a superconductor. A more exotic application is the Large Hadron Collider at CERN, which recently discovered the, the Higgs particle. All around that ring, you need uh, superconductors to create these magnetic fields uh, to, to keep the particles going in a circle. What are superconductors made of? We're discovering new ones all the time, actually. And, and one of the surprising things when I got into this field is that most elements become superconductors if you cool them down to cold enough temperatures and sometimes if you put them under pressure. This means it's actually quite a common state of matter, but it's a very unique, but it's quite common. Um, and we don't notice it in our day-to-day lives, obviously, because they are such low temperatures. The particularly useful superconductors, however, we are just starting to develop finally and, and produce on a mass scale. And they're a mixture of uh, metals and, and oxygen, and they were, again, quite a surprise when we discovered that they were actually very useful. Can you give me a specific example? Yeah, yeah sure, sure. So the, the one which is particularly well um, studied, and uh, New Zealand had a big part in this, is a material colloquially called YBCO. It's a mixture of yttrium, barium, copper and oxygen. The ceramic compound YBCO is one of a new generation of high-temperature superconductors. Now, high is a relative term. Low-temperature superconductors need to be cooled to below minus 240 degrees Celsius. This requires expensive liquid helium. But high-temperature superconductors, such as YBCO, they work at relatively balmy temperatures, warmer than minus 196 degrees. You can achieve this with liquid nitrogen, which is much cheaper. The Robinson Research Institute at Victoria University of Wellington is a world leader in high-temperature superconductor research. In 2009, Bob Buckley and Jeff Talon won the inaugural Prime Minister's Science Prize for their work in this area. One of their major discoveries was another key superconductor called BISCO. 
as well as making powerful magnets for things like MRI machines. High-temperature superconductors could transform our national electricity grid. They're being used in power cables and for making highly efficient electricity transformers. Now, Ben did his PhD at the Robinson Research Institute, and he's now a Rutherford Discovery Fellow at the University of Auckland, where he's got some exciting work on his plate. The particularly new thing I'm doing is looking at the interaction between these superconductors and, and magnetic materials. So I, I call it superconductor sandwiches because I, I make a, a sandwiched layer of a superconductor in the middle and a magnetic material on either side. You get qualitatively new behaviour when you do this. There's some interaction between the superconductor and the magnetic material uh, which we don't understand at all. But the reason why that's particularly exciting and interesting is that it is so unexpected that it really hones in what theoretical description you need for the superconductor. Presumably you have a lab somewhere here at the university where you make these superconductor sandwiches. What sort of scale are you working at? You know, is it something the size of a matchbox or is it something the size of a book? Yeah, Um, so they're very thin sandwiches. They wouldn't be very sustaining for a few winter. Actually, they might be mildly poisonous, actually, if you ate one. I don't recommend it. Crunchy, too. Crunchy, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They are very thin, so nanometer thin. And it's, it's difficult for me to imagine what a nanometer is, but we have these beautiful images from what's called electron microscopy. With these beautiful images, you can see the atoms, and you can count the atoms. You can say, ah, there are 50 atoms in my layer, and I think that's quite cool. So they're very, very thin, very small, um, uh, thin layers, uh, thin enough that you can actually count the number of atoms in the, in the layer. What's, I think, more remarkable is that they work in such a small scale. So what's novel and interesting (laughs) about what you're doing? Universally, superconductors, their properties get worse in a magnetic field. And this is a problem for um, applications. The really curious thing is in these superconductor sandwiches, the properties get better in a magnetic field. And it's... uh, that's a complete surprise. I thought the data were completely wrong when I first saw them, and I, uh, I got very excited. And we're only beginning to understand why they have this qualitatively new uh, behaviour. So we use superconductors to make things like magnets. Yep, yep. But superconductors don't like magnetic fields. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there, there's, a, there's a conflict there, definitely. <laughs> so what kind of applications do you see for these super-thin superconductor sandwiches? Ah, for, for the sandwiches themselves, so they allow exquisite control over the properties of, of the superconductor and control those properties we are still discovering, um, but by small magnetic fields or electrical fields, you can completely change the properties of the superconductor. So that could be an application of these particular ones. Uh, For superconductors in in general, it's quite exciting what's happening with with the use of superconductors in quantum computers. Thanks, Ben. That was physicist and University of Auckland research fellow Ben Mallett. 
I'm Alison Balance, and this Our Changing World podcast first aired on RNZ National on the 29th of March 2018. You can find us online at rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld on the RNZ app or subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Radio Public. There are plenty of RNZ podcasts to check out as well. Bruce Hopkins is still walking Te Araroa Trail. He's now in the South Island on the long way home. If you'd like to get in touch, we're on Twitter and Facebook as RNZ Science. Look forward to hanging out with you there. Bye for now. Hey, Konomai.